When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Boom, the boys are back, and it's time for our weekly Q&A episode. Again, always so much fun when you get the big dubs. Before we get going, shout out to you guys, the Boneheads. Again, I don't know if it's going to catch September, but we are almost assuredly on pace, and we should be at our second biggest month ever here at Bosco's Boys. Uh, this is episode seven oh one. I know I uh, I know I said six hundred uh, during the last episode. I wasn't planning on even addressing it, but when I got rolling, I was like, "All right, we're gonna throw it out there." Uh, but this is seven oh one, not six oh one. Seven oh one. That's right. Over seven hundred episodes of Bosco's Boys. Absolutely love it. I said it on Twitter, but I do want to give some shout outs just real quick to you guys, the Boneheads. Again, without you guys, it wouldn't be nearly as fun of a project, a hobby for me. I probably still would be doing it without you guys because, again, I, I'm, I'm doing this for the love of the game. I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it, and for better or worse, once I stop enjoying uh, you know, the project and stop enjoying uh, doing this, then I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop. The show will end, but we're not at that point yet. I'm still really having a good time, so shout out to the Boneheads. Shout out to my friend Grant, Grant KSU. He's had a million Twitter accounts, but... You know, he, he uh, whenever we tell it, he was the one who reached out and said, hey, let's do the, the podcast, let's do it. We've, I think we joked about it a couple times before. He said, hey, let's do it, let's go for it. Uh, so co-founder, original co-host, uh, 
Shout out to Grant. Without him, the show would not have would not have launched. Uh, shout out to Sports Drink, uh, Armchair All Americans. Uh, they had all sorts of different armchair media. They 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 had all sorts of different names. But our first uh, podcasting network we are part of. Shout out to them. They were they were the ones who kind of helped us, uh, you know, become professional. Uh, have a couple ads, you know, get a couple pennies in the coffer. So shout out to Sports Drink. Uh, love those guys. We'll forever love those guys. If you're ever in New Orleans, be sure to check them out and all the great stuff they have going on. Event space, comedy nights, coffee shops, social club, all sorts of stuff going on in New Orleans. So check them out if you're ever down there. And then, of course, 1012 Network. Um, it, it wasn't an easy decision when uh, Sports Drink and 1012 Network, when 1012 Network kind of decided to go a different direction. Um, but we went with them. Um, I, I, everything Phillips done uh, for me coming on the show, bringing me on his, um, bringing me part of the network and all the different Big 12 schools we've got to uh, hang out with, chat with, bring on our show, go on theirs. It's been seconds and on, and uh, being able to then be partnered with you know Sports Social, the biggest podcast network in uh, Europe, Sports uh, Podcast Network in Europe, uh, absolutely amazing for us. I know some of you may not like the placement of where the ads drop in, but hey, it is what it is. So uh, just very blessed uh, to get to 701 shows. Definitely not stopping anytime soon. I see no scenario where we're not getting to at least 800. Well, actually, I say that. No, it's going to get to at least 800, I think. I don't know now. Now that I said it, it has to, doesn't it? Oh, well. Uh, Let's get into it. Before we do, we always kind of like to talk about, you know, kind of K-State spots in the polls when they're receiving votes, at least. Uh, Unofficially at 28 in all, or in both polls, um, next week on Halloween... The first college football playoff poll will come out. Obviously, we'll record our Q&A before then. But K-State unofficially coming in at 28 in both the coaches and the AP poll. Uh, About uh, 149 votes behind James Madison in the AP poll. And 75 votes behind James Madison in the coaches poll. Florida and Miami in front of K-State in the Coaches Bowl. Florida and Liberty in front of K-State in the AP Bowl. So take care of business versus Houston. You might find yourself back in the top 25 next week. So stay tuned and we'll find out there. Before we get into the questions, shout out to our friends at Charlie Hustle. Not only do they have the most comfortable crewnecks in the world, not only do they have the best looking Officially licensed K-State apparel in the world, but they are my headquarters for holiday shopping. If you want the best gear, regardless of who your loved one cheers for, head over to charliehustle.com today. Are you are you a Swifty? They have in my red era stuff over there at charliehustle.com. They got the yellow football is life shirt, part of the Arrowhead collection. And again, if I want to give a shout out to our friends, the Central Florida Golden Knights, they for in honor of the space game coming up down in Orlando, they have the best looking Citronaut shirt ever. Again, I have 10 
soon to be 12 different crew necks. That's right. I bought two more from Charlie Hustle. Go get yours. Uh, and, and look, if you want to feel good, you got to look good. So get over to Charlie Hustle today. All right, let's get to all the great questions. Again, this is always a lot of fun after a win. Be sure to use the hashtag, hashtag AskBosco, or at the um, uh, the Twitter account, Ask underscore Bosco, and we will get your questions at answered. Um, we'll see what happens with the Q&A show. This one might be one of the shows that go away once basketball gets going and then there's crossover, stay tuned. But if you get if you get the hashtag, if you if you at the account, we will get to it, I promise. It's just a matter of when we will get to it. <laughs> but we will get to it. We're going to start off with, I think maybe over the history of the show, he might have to be the best question asker in the world and that is SL Keck Steve Z just had a birthday recently happy birthday to you his first question is it our thing not to be clicking on all cylinders until six games into our season uh, look I think that's just kind of the nature of college football like that's just kind of the nature of college athletics I don't think too many people too many teams hit the ground running immediately now since we have a history of some struggles early in the season, it sure would be nice if that wasn't the case, but it is. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily our thing as much as it's just a product of college football. Um, it would sure be nice if it wasn't, though. I mean, really, outside of the offensive line, um, that's the only one where I'm kind of like scratching my head. Like, okay, why was it such a slow start? Like, the secondary, you kind of understand uh, some of the linebackers, you know, some of the young guys kind of rotating a little bit, especially after Daniel Green got hurt, you kind of understand. The wide receivers, I just think outside of Jace Brown, a true freshman, by the way, 18, 19 years old, this time last year he was, you know, playing in the Florida State high school playoffs. Um, outside of him, I think the wide receivers, quite frankly, just aren't very good. So I, I don't I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they're even clicking on cylinders. So I think it's just the product of where college football is. Uh, number two, if only one quarterback would have succeeded uh, in the game, do you think we'd still try the two quarterback system going forward? No, I do think that if Will Howard would have had a rough game, or if Avery Johnson just really struggled, I I, I don't think we would have seen the rotating in the second half. And I don't think we would see two quarterbacks versus Houston if they were really bad. Um, you know, I, I think Houston, I don't know if we're going to see series for series, but I, I, I would bet a lot of money we're going to see both guys. I'm not opposed as going uh, in the first half series for series. And if one of those guys is exponentially hotter than the other, then you just roll with the hot hand in the second half. That's truthfully kind of what I thought we were going to see in the second half, um, that's why I thought we were going to see verse uh, TCU. Uh, both guys get three or four drives in the first half, and then whoever was the better one um, move on. Uh, but we didn't. We we saw every other series the entire way, and uh, quite frankly, I'd be okay with that versus Houston. I think Chris Clement said in his post game or in some post game comments, I don't know if it was at the podium or somewhere else that he doesn't think we're going to do that uh, again. 
Uh, we'll see what he says on Tuesday. We'll definitely be talking about it on the game preview show on Wednesday. And number three, will K State football, or yeah, will K State football ever have even a hint of lavender on their jerseys? At one point, the plan was to have an alternate jersey, basically with the exact so it was the away uniform, basically the exact same uniform except for the little silver stripes on the white away uniforms were going to be lavender and then they were going to add lavender accenting stripes on the pants to go with the purple uh, and white pants so that that stripe would match back to the jerseys and then the helmet stripe would have lavender accents on it as well. I know for a fact that was a plan at one point. I don't know if it's still um, a plan anymore because, quite frankly, I I think because of the bad luck associated with it, I think Chris Kleiman's almost gone uh, all in on, okay, no, we're not changing them at all. Uh, Also, uh, until, you know, just recently, there was the back and forth with Nike about whether or not we were going to renew uh, I do know nothing is in the works in that way, so I'd be shocked if that plan became a thing again, if we would see it before 2025. Uh, but I do think um, at some point there will be lavender accents. At some point. Uh, not a full-blown lavender, not even like, you know, lavender hum. I do think you will see lavender as a detailed color um, at some point before we die. It might not be with this AD. It might not be with this head coach. But I think at some point before we die, K-State football will have a little bit of lavender accenting. There you go. Callie Mike is the Johnson-Brown connection. uh, uh, Sorry, the Johnson-Brown connection seems like a match made in heaven. How would you compare it to other historic K-State quarterback uh, wide receiver connections? We've only seen, what, six passes between the two? Or six completions between the two? Uh, But, you know, it could be Waters to Lockett. It could be, you know, Colin Klein to Chris Harper. It could be, you know, Josh Freeman to Jordy Nelson. You know, it could be some of these things. Um, But we'll see. That's putting a lot of pressure on the guys, but they're both crazy talented uh so so we could see something like that so uh let's just for shits and giggles let's say uh josh freeman to tyler lockett but uh, a lot more winning (laughs) how about that we'll we'll go with that all right callie mike next seeing how k-state was able to carve up texas tech on the ground how did tcu shit the bed so badly is our running attack just that good Look, I, I think the offensive line is really starting to feel themselves. I think that especially when you can get them out polling and they're able to use their athleticism, uh, that this is just a dangerous offensive line. I, I think we always knew the potential. And like I said, kind of to Steve's question about, hey, you know, is it just our thing to wait six weeks to, you know, start hitting on all cylinders. I would like to figure out, you know, what's going on in preseason camp with the offensive line. Um, Because everyone in the world knew they were talented. Everyone in the world knew they had the potential to just take over games. 
So I, I, I just kind of wonder what's going on because they've always started slow. And like I, and again, I'm contradicting myself. Classic Scott here. Um, but we've always seen them start slow. But this has always been a unit with potential. It's always been the unit that has the position coach that I think from day one to year five, year six, uh, everyone has been the highest on, and that's Connor Riley. So I don't know what's going on in preseason camp. I don't know if it's just too much rotating um, with – uh, you know, the non-starters early on, I don't have the answer. I wish I knew, but I think it ultimately comes down to K-State has two quarterbacks who are more than capable of running the ball. I think you have two just beasts at running back. You have multiple wide receivers who are dangerous with the ball in their hands in a running situation. And if not the first best, if not the best offensive line in the conference, number two or at worst, number three. So you have all those things. TCU knew it was coming. They couldn't stop it, and I think it's because we are that good. I don't think it's because they shit the bed. Last one from Callie Mike. With such a complete game, what's the biggest area of concern at this stage of the season? Look, I think it's still wide receivers. Uh, you only had two wide receivers catch the ball. Um, I think there are a handful of times where the offensive line game gave plenty of protection. Both quarterbacks were just kind of hopping around back there trying to see someone get open and they couldn't. Um, that's not to say that, you know, it's impossible for, for them to get open. I rewatched the game again and it looked like Keegan Johnson on like, like the very first pass play of the game, Will Howard could have had him for a touchdown. He just missed him and he went to Phillip Brooks who had a, had a pretty good uh, reception in his own right. Um but, you know, the, the wide receivers are leaving a lot to be desired. Hopefully, Jace Brown can step up. He's on the depth chart as the number one wide receiver. So, Keegan Johnson is back to a second string role uh, after being the starting wide receiver for one week on the depth chart. Jace Brown is now there with Jaden Jackson and Phillip Brooks. RJ Garcia backing up. Uh, Philip Brooks in the slot, Keegan Johnson behind RJ Garcia, and now we're seeing Trey Spivey in the two deep as well. So those are the six wide receivers as well as Seth Porter um, who, who's on the depth chart as well for this week's depth chart that was released. Also, uh, the Texas game time not released, six-day window. Uh, I know I sometimes touch on that as well, so that's a six-game window. Uh, before we keep it going, shout-out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, they always, again, I, I always talk about how great their beer is, and I say, hey, make sure that you guys ask for your local liquor store, all that type of stuff. But on, on the Tuesday show, I like to talk about all the fun events they have going on this week. Tomorrow, on Wednesday, we got Halloween trivia, $2 off tap, everything for students and military after six, the Wonder Beer, that's right, the Wonder Beer, that's what it is, the Wonder Beer, shout out to the Germans, uh, releasing on Wednesday. Thursday, there, there's a private party from 5 to 6, but they got Spooky Singo at 7. $2 off again, uh, or no, Wednesday is $2 off. Sorry, I'm getting everything mixed up. Uh, spooky Singo at 7 p.m., and then from 5 to 8 they have the dog father slinging hot dogs out front. On Friday, 
Purple Pride Punch and Smokin' H Meats from 5 to 9. The KSU band's going to come through at 7.15. And then again, they're going to open up at 11 a.m. for the K-State Houston game. Watch it there. And then prom Oween Halloween Party from 7 p.m. with cocktail specials and a winner for the best dressed announced at 8. So all sorts of fun stuff going on at Saturday, uh, at Manhattan Brewing Company on Saturday. And Sunday Funday, $1 off Sangria's. $2 off Trowlers, $8 Bloody Marys, $6 Beer Mosas, and they'll have the Chiefs-Broncos game at 325 So again, tomorrow, they have the Vunderbeer beer release, Halloween trivia, and $2 off everything for students and military. On Thursday, Spooky Sing- uh, Singo and the Dogfather are selling hot dogs. Friday, Purple Pride Punch, Smoking H Meats, and the K-State Band comes through. And watch the Cats versus Houston. If you're not going to the game, right there at Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the state of Kansas, right there on points. All right, let's get back to your guys' questions. We got Parker. How stupid was the unsportsmanlike penalty on Jordan Wright for the thumbs down celebration? Uh, the dumbest thing in the world, folks. I went back again. I've rewatched the game twice now, and. I saw it, and yeah, he kind of got, like, he kind of directed it at the guy, but that was the biggest weak sauce, unsportsmanlike penalty I have ever seen. I'm still livid to this. Uh, Parker also asked, is Jace Brown wide receiver one now? I think so. Again, I, I think I think Philip Brooks still probably is that security blanket, especially if uh, Ben Sennett's a little banged up. But I think Jace Brown... Uh, is the best wide receiver on the team, at least with what they've been able to show us. Blake Morris, shout out to Blake, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, also love going back and forth with his wife on Twitter talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I love it. As the kids say, it's end game. I ship them, all that Gen Z nonsense. Uh, but Blake, shout out to you and your wife. Um he asks, is this the cockiest we've seen climbing after the game? Yes. And I think he doesn't like Sonny Dykes. I'm pretty confident he doesn't like Sonny Dykes. I'm pretty confident Sonny Dykes doesn't like him. If you go back and listen to Sonny Dykes' post-game press conference, he did not want to say a single good thing about K-State. And I, I, I think the two don't like each other. So, I, yeah, I think I think Chris Kleiman was uh, – Happy to put it on Sonny Dykes. And I also think that uh, he's happy that he was able to make it work with the two QBs. We'll see if that is uh, viable versus Houston. I would be shocked if he tried to make it work versus Texas. But, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We got Mike Smith. Come on, Mike. Back in the day, Mike used to love to spoil TV shows and movies on Twitter inadvertently not on purpose but just happened like three or four times so we always like to give uh, mike a hard time for that so shout out to mike gun to my head what side of the ball was more impressive offense or defense i think i think defense look it's tough to shut people out 
all the rules are set up to benefit the offense. Um, you know, they, they have a really good running back that we, that we, I mean, we ran him down. His one big run, you know, D, shout out to uh, Paracat Ryan, who, who had a great call out, said this uh, to me in a text message uh, earlier today on Tuesday. He said, hey, the difference in the game is, you know, their guy had a big run. We tracked him down. We caught him from behind. Uh, you know, they got three points or something. And then the very next drive, they can't catch DJ Giddens game over. Great call out there. I, I just think that in today's day and age, if you're able to hold a team down uh, to just three points, I, I think that is more impressive. Especially since you look what they've done all season long. Uh, especially when you look what they did to BYU uh, just the week before. Offensive explosion. So I think the defense was more impressive. Then he also says, P.S. Give the Wonder Pup a pat for me. Chauncey's taking a nice little snooze right underneath the desk. So shout out to him. Uh, back to Blake. Uh, what does a head coach say to the parents of a player who got injured because that coach called a meaningless timeout at the end of the game? All to not e- all to not even score. So this is referencing what happened. Again, hate to see the injuries. Um, referencing the end of the game with uh, Sonny Dykes calling those timeouts. Two guys getting injured. Um, look, it's football. Injuries happen, but again, I mean, it's a bad look for him. It's a bad look to see those injuries happen, especially when the game was over. He's keeping his starters in to try to score against third-teamers, um, and he couldn't even do it. It's a bad look. I don't I don't know what you say. At the end of the day, it's football. Injuries happen, but, but it is a bad look for old Sonny Dykes. Handful of questions from my girl Kate. She she's a nomad. She's all over the place. I, I I'm very jealous of Kate traveling around with her doggo as well. Uh, she asked about uh, Chauncey. You know, with the cats running a two quarterback system, how's Chauncey going to pick one of the guys to be for Halloween? Uh, I think he's just going to have to you know go go to the defensive side of the ball, and he's going to have to you know be you know, Kobe Savage, or he's going to have to be Khalid Duke, or he's going to have to be Keenan Garber. I mean, he might need to be Keenan Garber for how fast he is. So he might just have to go to the defensive side of the ball for his Halloween costume. Uh, number two, is Sonny Dykes trying to take the title away from whiniest coach away from Matt Campbell? Uh, yes. I mean, it's 1A, 1B. Um, the, the worst thing about, you know, Iowa State winning some games here is, is because now uh, there aren't people chanting hot seat at Matt uh, Campbell. So uh, that's a little disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. And number three, is Houston good or is Texas a fraud? Still trying to deba- or debate going to Austin? Uh, I think I think it was just kind of a, you know, it, it was a kind of a neutral site, kind of wild atmosphere. Lots of Texas fans, but packed house in Houston. I think Houston has good skill position players. They have... Uh, I think probably the third or fourth best wide receivers in the league. They have a capable quarterback. Uh, it was the game that Houston fans have had circled on their calendar for over a decade. Texas has uh, injury to Quinn Ewers. Um, I think Houston probably not as bad as their record shows. Texas definitely not unbeatable. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but that's just kind of how I see it. Going back to Blake again, shout out to Blake, th- three of them. Who do we need to talk to in order to officially squash a myth that DJ Giddens is not fast? That man outran two different angles on his TD catch. Uh, I think it's over. I, I think 
I think that play ended it. Uh, if I see it again, I'm going to want to break someone's like you know pinkies off. Uh, but look, all you have to do is, is see that. Is he perfect? No, but like it's not like Deuce Vaughn was a burner. He got caught from behind all the time. Uh, again, he's not Tyree Kill. He's not. He's not going to you know enter the Big Twelve. Uh, indoor track and field, uh, you know, competition and win the 50 meter dash or anything like that. But the guy is fast enough to be a home run threat. That's for sure. And I think it is dead. We got the good chef. Would you rather have the K-State defense up three with a minute 30 left in the game or the K-State offense down three with a minute 30? So I would rather have the K-State defense. Um, it's never fun not being in control on offense, but in that scenario, you have the lead. Then also, you know, so many things can go bad when you have the ball, you know, uh, a, a turnover, a turnover on downs. And, and the and here's the thing, the, the math does not back that up. If, if Casey underscore fan, if, uh, if Jimmy Goheen is listening, he probably wants to punch me in the face because at the end of the day, especially in Big 12 play, K-State's offense is probably the number two offense in conference play if you're doing conference games only. I think K-State's the number two offense. I think that's correct. Um, but for my own anxiety, I, w- I would rather have the lead and just hope that you bend and don't break. Uh, if you hold them to three, you're going to overtime. Um, you, you, you know, the clock's working against you. Uh, you have the lead. I, I I would rather go defense, but but I think Jimmy and I think people who look specifically at the numbers, I think most people would rather have the ball down three. Um, but I would just be so freaking nervous every single play. So I don't know if there's a good answer to that. I, I hope there's not another game where that happens. Let's just blow out and win everything else. Um, all right, we got college football or college F-ball 199. What's the reason for the much improved offense play? Play calling? Offensive line performance, Avery being another dimension to the offense, all of the above. Uh, it's none of the above. The offense has been good outside of the Bay- or outside of the Oklahoma State game. The offense has been good the entire year. So none of the above. The offense has been good the entire year. Um, again, I, I I get it. Um, the Oklahoma State game is haunting. The Missouri game where, hey, you had the chance to finish the game off and the offense couldn't get another score that bothers us. Um, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm not I'm not saying that those don't still hurt, but the offense has been good. There's been one game where the offense has been bad. So that's my take on that. Powercat Ryan, he has two, and then we're going to end with Evan D. Shane Alanilak. Uh Ryan asks, should we be worried about a letdown or look-ahead game versus Houston with UT on the horizon? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, should should we worry? Um, maybe. Look, I, I mean. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chris Kleiman has lost games as a double-digit favorite at home uh, quite often. It could be. 
It could be. Am I going to worry about it? No, I, I'm not. Um, I'm just not. I don't have. I don't have a good answer for you. By the way, usually I try to come with reasoning, even if it's not good reasoning. I don't have reason. I don't have a reason. I think again, if you, if you want to be logical about it, if you want to use reasoning, if you want to use past performance, all that type of stuff, I would say, yeah, you probably should be nervous. I just don't want to be nervous. I don't want to think about that. I. Maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment, but um, I'm not going to worry about it. Should you? I mean, if you're someone who's going to worry, yes. Uh, final one from Powercat Ryan. Is it possible to have a season without one to two wake-up call losses? Uh, at the end of the day, Oklahoma State, um, they're not ranked, I don't think. I don't think they're ranked, um, but they're going to be. I mean, Oklahoma State is, what, are they seven and They're not seven wins. Oklahoma State is going to end up nine and three. Is what what I'm what I'm telling you. Um, they're going to end. So Oklahoma State is five and two. They're going to end nine and three. They're going to end in the top twenty five. Currently, uh, Missouri is ranked what? What what is Missouri ranked? Missouri's ranked sixteenth. They're almost a top fifteen team. I don't think they're one of the fifteen best teams in America. We should have beat them. But they're a top sixteen team. Um, they're number two in the SEC East right now. Their game versus Georgia is getting like the big game billing. Um, neither one of those losses are bad losses. They hurt. They suck. Like I said, especially the Missouri game is going to haunt me forever. Um, but they're not bad losses. Um, you know, and, and last year the Tulane game wasn't a bad loss. Um, so, again, I understand what you're saying, but they weren't kind of like wake-up calls. Uh, those are probably the two best teams we've played so far this year. Got three with Evan, and then we're going to call it a day. Uh, should we be worried about Bloomer? Only one punt inside the 20 last night. Well, first off, it was inside the 10. Uh, funny joke. It, it made me laugh. Uh, Bloomer turned around. I, I know some folks were worried about him early in the season. Uh, definitely not worried. I hope he doesn't punt again this season. That's because we scored lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of touchdowns. Should Jace Brown be wide receiver one? Who are the top three in snaps next game? Yes, he should. Top three in snaps are going to be Phillip Brooks, number one, uh, Jaden Jackson, number two, and Jace Brown, number three, just because he's still a true freshman. But those are going to be your top three. And final one, any worries about backup quarterback luck our defense is getting? Uh, I mean, no. Uh, look, I, I think this is college football. I think he played tons of backups. You didn't, you didn't play any backups in, uh, the first three games. Uh, you did versus UCF. You didn't versus Oklahoma state. Sadly, I wish they were still going round and round and round. Um, what we, we, I guess we, we saw two different backups versus Texas tech and, uh, saw it versus TCU, but look at, look at what the TCU backup did. Look at what TCU's offense was doing before we played them. Look, I, I, I get it. I understand the question, but I, I'm not worried about it. Now, <laughs> if we get cooked uh, on Saturday versus Houston starter, then okay. I mean, send me that question again. But no, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but that's all we have, folks. Short and sweet, at least by Bosco's Boys standard. Thank you so much again for 701 episodes uh we'll have the game preview episode tomorrow where we're going to be breaking down what we hear from chris Kleiman in his press conference giving keys to v's predictions and all that jazz we will have we will 100 we are going to have 
our live show on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Make sure to reach out if you're not following the secret account uh, where the Zoom link will come. Uh, so that way uh, you can participate, get your predictions in, get your final words on the TCU game on the record, and then we'll talk some Cats versus Houston. We'll have the whip around on Friday. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. That's really about it. We're almost, I mean, this is the final week before basketball joins the party. Next week, enjoy spooky season while you get it. Then it's going to be time to be thankful. Speaking of being thankful, again, thankful for all you guys. Make someone's Make someone's week. Make someone's week this week. Do something nice for someone. Uh, you know, buy a coffee. Do something to make someone smile. You never know how much of an impact you can have on someone's day and someone's life. There are so many small little things uh, in the grand scheme of things that can just make someone's day, make someone's week, make someone's year. So, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for the Boneheads, the best podcast fans in the world, my name is Scott McFarland. We love you guys, and go Cats! It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Podcast Network.